Hi, I'm Georgie Borman. Welcome to the bonus round, a release of extra Q&As with guests or deleted material from 180Cast episodes that was too interesting not to share with you. I hope you enjoy it, and as always, I look forward to hearing your thoughts on the flip phone at 323-999-1802. Let's get started. In this bonus round, I talk with Charlie Evans, founder of the Detransition Advocacy Network, about how changing her mind on gender transition began to change her mind on other women's issues, too, namely surrogacy and sex work. Yeah, changing my mind on the trans stuff didn't just change my mind on that. It absolutely changed the whole way I see the world, everything. Um, I never thought I'd be anti-surrogacy or anti-porn, but I am. Um, That's very interesting. Yeah, Um, anti-sex work. I was very pro-sex work when I was a liberal feminist. Um, It's just completely shifted how I see the world. Okay, so can you tell me a little bit more about that in terms of like surrogacy, for instance, because I've written on surrogacy and I am um, anti-surrogacy because I consider myself pro-children so like what's your what's your rationale like how did you change your mind on that uh so the uk is going on just like we're having some debates and potentially changes to legislation that would mean um you can pay a surrogate and at the moment that's always been completely illegal so you could surrogate for your sister or something right you couldn't pay a woman to carry yeah it's very similar in most places in the in the united states yeah but they're looking at changing that and I think that, like, I don't know what the link was between once I cracked the gender identity thing. Maybe it was feeling like I could consider myself a liberal, but also consider myself a radical feminist. Hmm. Um, because the second I sort of started seeing the way society treats women, I didn't like that power difference of the idea of the middle and upper classes paying the working class to farm children Mm -hmm. like I just saw it as I went from I think I went from believing everything you ever do is a choice and you have a choice in everything you do to understanding that actually the vast majority of women we don't have a choice if if your choice is if you're living in rundown council accommodation you have children uh you're a single mum you're disabled and someone says well, you can put your oldest child through school if you carry a baby and are forced to give it up. Of course, you're going to do it. That's not a choice. That's coercion. And I think when I started, to, I stopped believing in individual full autonomy and seeing how many decisions we make are based on oppression. And because we don't have any other option, because, you know, I'm poor, <laughs> like I'm super poor. If If I was offered that amount of money I couldn't say no to it I would I, I couldn't because mm-hmm. it, well it, a lot of the surrogacy is 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 done in India it's um, horrendous women who really who are really are very 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 poor yeah um, and so they're being taken advantage of in a way yeah, it's that, awful yeah yeah so it's like Whereas being I would farmed have... out of like offshore like Absolutely. some sort of mill or something Whereas a year ago, I would have said, well, that's that's a choice that she's choosing to do that. And it's her body and it's her choice and she wants the money. So it's OK. Whereas mm-hmm. now I'm seeing it. No, she's been put into that position. 
-hmm. and is being further oppressed and taken advantage of by waving money in front of someone's face and saying if you want this you have to go through a whole pregnancy give up the baby and you know often if the baby doesn't make it to full term the woman's not paid so she Mm -hmm. goes through all of that grief for nothing yeah so it just completely shifted how I see it like I don't believe all of our choices are completely free and so you believe the same thing about sex work as well yeah absolutely absolutely the same when I started looking at the statistics and how young the average age of a sex worker when when she starts is 14 and I started seeing that sort of stuff and I couldn't I couldn't ignore it as a choice anymore I couldn't say oh yep and any if you're over the age of consent you can choose because society doesn't work like that women are hugely we have there's always power over us right and you're hugely influenced even if you're one day over 18 it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't actually mean a whole lot in terms of like your brain development and your ability to stand up for yourself and things like that. Absolutely. And if you look at the sort of women that end up in sex work so much of the time, they've had these horrible histories of trauma. You know, at what point do we say that that decision was made with a completely free mind? When, you know, I'm 28, I'm very, very well balanced, but not all of my life have I been like that. A lot of the times I would have consented to stuff that weren't good for me. You know, and I do believe in bodily autonomy, so I don't believe in the criminalization of sex workers, obviously. Um, but at the same time, I don't think that we can just assume that every choice is healthy because it's a choice. I think there's too many other factors. And I think right. I realized identity thing too, which is, you know, even let's, let's say a 35 year old woman to avoid the age issue, but say a 35 year old woman her mental health is so bad that she's willing for a surgeon to take away health issue. She's willing for a surgeon to remove her uterus and her ovaries and give her a mastectomy. If she feels that unwell about herself, is she really in a position to consent? And I think that just destroyed all of my arguments across everything, everything I ever thought I believed went out the window. Um, and that, yeah, that included, that included a lot of, a lot of that stuff. So do you believe the same thing about assisted suicide then? Um, oh, good question. I don't think I've had time to analyze that one. I don't think I've had time. All of this has happened. Yeah. Everything I've mentioned so far has all happened within a year. Um, all of these changes in opinions. So I don't think that's something I've considered. Um. But something yes, to I chew can... on. It really is. I'll get back to you. Give me another year. <laughs> All right. I'll, yeah, I will get back to you in a year and see if you've done a 180. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I bring that up because it's it's very similar in terms of you say like the, the mental health and how it's tied to your physical health and especially young people being able to consent. Like in Belgium, you can oh, technically consent to be euthanized at 12. Yeah, um, I saw this case yeah. with the is the um, young girl that had had depression and self-harm and all yes. eating disorders and stuff. And I was absolutely mortified about it. I don't know what the right answer is, but that doesn't seem like the right answer. If you want to hear the rest of this conversation, listen to episode 43, Female X Transgender Now Says No Such Thing as Gender. <laughs>